Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. I just adopted a new best friend, and I'm looking for a Toyota so we can make the most out of summer. With a new RAV4, you can take your pup for a drive up the coast. You can take a Prius to the park. Or you can take a Tundra to kayak at a remote lake. One problem, Jan. Oh? My new best friend's a cat. Your summer starts here, but it all ends June 3rd. Toyota, let's go places. Dealer inventory may vary, so you're participating Toyota dealer for details. Visit your front-range Toyota stores today. Toyota, let's go places. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans, and welcome to episode 165 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. As always, I'm your host. i got a good show for everybody today. We're going to start things off by jumping into the breakdown, which is brought to you by O'Neill's. O'Neill's is the official sportswear supplier to the biggest teams in world rugby, Infinity Park, and the American Raptors. Shop apparel now at O'Neill's.com. That's O-N-E-I-L-L-S.com. So we're going to start talking about the American Raptors. I think that's the only thing we're going to be talking about in the breakdown. Um, And we're waiting on some big news to drop. You already are probably familiar with it um, if you've been paying attention. But there's some pretty big news coming with the American Raptors. And it should be any day now, based on what I've heard. Um, I've heard it's supposed to have happened on Thanksgiving. And uh, here we are almost to Christmas time. We're still waiting, but it is some pretty big news. Uh, So once that happens, we'll have a a lot of stuff around that. We're just kind of waiting on that, which has kind of been the, the hiccups with the podcast as well. Uh, this has been kind of what the off season has been building up to, and we're just we're just not there yet. So once it comes out, we'll have plenty to talk about, plenty of uh, good content to come out around it. We're just waiting. We're playing the waiting game. Got to be patient, and I'm, I'm putting my patience to the test. Uh, but there's some other American Raptor news we can talk about. Yesterday, on, on Wednesday, Seattle Seawolves announced their preseason schedule, and they will open up their preseason with a match against the American Raptors on Sunday, February 5th at Starfire Stadium in Seattle, uh, which is exciting because I've wondered out loud on this podcast, I've I've talked to a bunch of people about it, uh, when the American Raptors would play a a legit MLR team, and this is it. This will mark the first time that the Raptors square off against an actual MLR team. They've played a couple MLR academies. Um, they've played a couple of teams. Gentlemen of Aspen that are, is one that comes to mind that, that's pretty much an MLR team. It's outfitted with MLR players. Uh, but this will be the first true MLR team that the American Raptors will get to test their medal against. And I'm excited to see it. Hopefully there will be some way to watch this. 
um, if I don't get to make the trip up there and watch it. Uh, but this is a bit, it's a big deal. It's the first time ever that this will happen, and I'm excited for it. And it's only fitting that it is Seattle. Mark Bullock, the director of rugby at the American Raptors, has some strong ties to the Seattle rugby community. So it only makes sense that that's the first match. Uh, I kind of thought it would be Utah or somebody just for, for proximity. Um, but this is the first time, and I will say this. I don't think I'm allowed to say who yet, but I know that one other MLR team has the Raptors on their preseason schedule as well. And I would imagine with the Sea Wolves putting this one out, that they'll be, you know, the the other team that I'm thinking of will put out their schedule as well, because uh, it's coming up quick. That's going to take place in February. I know the second M- MLR preseason match that the Raptors on the schedule for takes place after the the Sea Wolves one that they announced, uh, and that's all I think I can say. But there's another team that has them on their schedule, which will be again exciting, um, good good practice and a good test to see where they're at. Um, ahead of this other big news that we've been waiting to drop as well. I think that does it for the breakdown, honestly. I know super short, um, but again, it's the offseason. There's not a whole lot going on, especially around the Raptors. Uh, we're just kind of waiting, waiting for stuff to happen. So that'll do it for the breakdown. I think you know USA Rugby played in uh, Dubai last week, but they're off for the holidays. Um, we got a couple of rugby competitions we'll talk about right now coming up in all the rugby you can watch this weekend, and that's brought to you by Wintergreen. Wintergreen loves rugby and wants to support USA Rugby's mission of uniting an inclusive, passionate rugby community to grow the sport of rugby in America. Wintergreen gels, cream sprays, and soaks are made with wintergreen oils and other therapeutic natural oils to help to soothe and support sore muscles and joints to keep you at your best. Visit wintergreensport.com to purchase the products you need to help you prepare to win. So, starting off the All Road Week Watch this weekend, we got the EPCR Challenge Cup on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You can catch that on Flow Rugby. We've got the European Rugby Champions Cup also happening this weekend, all weekend long, Friday, Saturday, Sunday again. Catch that on Flow Rugby also. It'll sound like a broken record here. Then they got the Rugby Europe Super Cup, uh, the grand final Black Line versus Tel Aviv Heat. Watch on flowrugby.com. And then the Allianz Premier 15s, of course, last but certainly not least, on Saturday and Sunday. You can catch that on England Rugby's website, YouTube page, and social media channels. They are broadcasting two matches a year still for free. Um, and they're pushing it through their channel, so make sure you track those down if you're interested. I think that does it for all the rugby you can watch this weekend as well. If I'm missing something, I apologize. Um, but that's the the four competitions I think we've got rolling right now as we get close to Christmas. Uh, let's jump into the interview portion of the show. The interview, This interview with Glendale Youth Rugby Coordinator Andy Hammond is brought to you by Guard Lab. Join the mouthguard revolution with American-made mouthguards that perform, protect, and recover. For more information, visit guardlab.com. So, Great chat with Andy yesterday. Uh, Andy took over Glendale Youth Rugby as the coordinator. She's running the program uh, from Jamie Burke, friend of the program. Had her on, I think, during COVID times in 2020. We had Jamie on talk about her rugby career and what she was doing with the program. And uh, Jamie has moved on to a more full-time coaching role with the USA Women's Eagles, which I know is what she ultimately wants to do. So that's awesome news for Jamie. Um, So she was with them in New Zealand at the World Cup. Uh, her her time has been very tied up with the the women's eagles so andy has stepped in she has taken over for jamie i think that switch happened in may of 2022 so she's been on the job for about seven months um, has had a chance to really get her feet wet and get settled in and um, drive some of the the goals and, and ambitions that she has into this program and she's been doing a good job so i wanted to get andy on to come talk about some of the changes that she's made and just get you know help people get to know her a little bit uh, so I really enjoyed talking to Andy. 
and I hope you enjoy listening to my conversation with Glendale Youth Rugby Coordinator Andy Hammond. All right, pleased to be joined by Glendale Youth Rugby Coordinator Andy Hammond. Andy, how are you doing this morning? Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for joining me. Uh, looking forward to chatting to you about a bunch of this stuff. Uh, I had Jamie on, I think, in 2020, so you've obviously been in this role now for a little bit, and I'm, I'm happy to have you on. So, Andy, the first question we ask everybody that comes on the show is can you just tell us a little bit about where you're from? Yeah, I'm from Los Alamos, New Mexico. Uh, I grew up there my whole life. Uh, my parents are still there. I went to school in Albuquerque, New Mexico. My sister's still there. Um, so yeah, big fan of New Mexico. <laughs> That's nice. my home. Yeah. How did you get into rugby? Uh, my sister, so I have an older sister. Um, she actually went to practice in high school. Uh, and I, well, my mom dropped us off and she made me get out of the car. <laughs> I was a very unathletic uh, child and I sports just made me nervous anything physical activity made me nervous and I didn't want to do it but um, I was just hanging out at the rugby practice and one of the players came over and was just super friendly really nice and she convinced me to try out a practice and I've been doing it ever since because uh, the players were just really great really Very welcoming. Nice. How old were you when that happened? I believe I was hmm. That's a great question. Um, I want to say 14. Uh -huh. So freshman in high school then. Yeah, then right yeah the freshman in high, high school. school. <laughs> and I know you said that sports kind of made you nervous. Did you play any other sports? Like how did you kind of figure that out about yourself? <laughs> uh, I didn't really play any other sports. I actually, I have a really great dad who uh, made me try quite a few things. Mm. I, you know, he made me try soccer, swimming. I did do ballet for yeah like a year when I was very young um but I really didn't play any other sports before rugby and uh I didn't yeah I didn't feel like I fit into any other sports mm. before rugby very nice when oh, so then you go to this practice this nice person approaches you pulls you in when did you catch the rugby bug like when did you realize that rugby was fun <laughs> it actually uh, probably, I mean, it was in high school, but it wasn't truly until I played in college at University of New Mexico. I wasn't going to play after high school. I think for me, it was still very much a community. You know, I stayed for the people. I stayed because I felt welcome, but I never felt like I could be good at rugby or it was something that I should stick with. Uh, and again, my sister came to the rescue. <laughs> And she had her teammates at University of New Mexico convince me to come play for them. So mm -hmm. very grateful. <laughs> very nice. Uh, I like asking people that, especially people that have been around rugby for a while, because the answer is always different. So I uh, <laughs> like that. When did when did you decide that coaching was something that you wanted to do? That was at the end of my time at university. I actually wrote a senior paper <laughs> on youth rugby. Uh -huh. um, I New Mexico doesn't have a very, or it didn't at the time, have a very strong under 14 rugby scene. So for my kind of senior project, I pulled together a rookie rugby program. And the coaches were my teammates from University of New Mexico. And we just held a little clinic. I don't think there could have been more than 20 kids, uh, but it was amazing and I really loved it. And I was like, wow, 
I want to do this. And so actually when I moved to Denver, uh, one of the first things I did in those first two weeks was I came in, introduced myself to Jamie Burke, <laughs> yeah. and I told her I wanted to coach. Very nice. Yeah. When Did you move to Denver for rugby? Is that why you came up here? I did, yes. Yeah. Uh, I had been at a sevens training camp in Little Rock, Arkansas, mm -hmm. American Rugby Pro Training Center. Very cool, uh, very cool program. Uh, and I met a teammate there who played in Denver, and she said it was a really awesome rugby scene out here, both for playing and for youth coaching. So, yeah, I made the move. Yeah. <laughs> was that was that an easy decision? Was that tough? I know you already talked about how you are very fond of New Mexico, so that <laughs> had to be kind of hard, I think, right? It It was. I think I love New Mexico, and that's always, you know, that's where my family is. That's home. And it was tough to leave uh, that also that rugby community because – it feels like I need, you know, when you're there, you need to stay in and grow that community. And I still feel that way. And mm -hmm. that'll always be my family as well. But I, it just felt like a little too small and a little right. too small for my, uh, you know, a little bigger dreams. Yeah. Spread <laughs> um, your wings. Yeah. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, I did choose Denver because partially because it's very close, you know, my family is still close and yeah. I get to see them. Pretty often. So. Yeah, how far of a drive is that? Six and a half Six hours. Seven. I've been to Albuquerque twice. I played in, isn't there's like a relatively large sevens tournament, right? Yeah. In May. Yeah. I played in that one time. That was a good time. I rolled my ankle pretty bad. <laughs> though, so. Yeah. Uh, very nice. And then I know you already talked. So you, you come up here, you introduce yourself to Jamie Burke, who was the former uh, Glendale Youth Rugby coordinator. Um, but how did you kind of wind up in this role? This is obviously what you wanted to do, and you put yourself in the right place to do it. I'm just kind of curious if you could take us through the timeline of that. Well, let's see. Um, I So I was coaching with Jamie Burke as the youth program coordinator, and I was coaching in, in every youth program we had. Um, we have a program kind of for every season of the year. And then Jamie, I believe Jamie asked if I wanted to be more involved with uh, doing school in, in school programs, so visiting different Denver public schools and coaching and PE classes. And that was really fun. I kind of fell in love with that. And so I, Jamie kind of let me take that over a little bit more. And I was uh, coordinating those programs and going in with some of our coaches and doing the PE classes. And at some point, Jamie knew that she was going to go uh, coached the women's national team for the USA World Cup. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, the World Cup. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think she just asked me if I if it was something I'd be interested in and kind of taking over her role. And honestly, this is a dream job for me. <laughs> yeah. I always, I, I'm, I hate office jobs, <laughs> right. but um, this is kind of the perfect mix of interacting with people, um, you know, being at the desk, but also being out on the field with players and and families and all that. So it's it's pretty amazing. That's awesome. And then I guess I should have asked, what did you major in in college? Is this kind of like what you centered your studies around or no? Uh, not quite. So I double majored in psychology and gender studies. Okay. Um, it kind of, for me, this job ties in with those things. Um, I think gender studies is a bit of a deceptive name sometimes for that field, but it's 
is kind of, I mean, it's a study of um, power dynamics and, and how people with different identities fit into their environments. And, and for me, that fits in with youth rugby because I think uh, any, any team sport, um, but especially rugby, just really impacts the way that you carry yourself and uh, interact with your environment. Right. Perfect. And then you've been in this role since May, I think, right? May of 2021, is that correct? Or, the, uh, or no, May, 2022, May of sorry. this year. Yeah, May 2022. I'm already getting ahead of myself. <laughs> the time is all jumbled up in my head. So it's been about seven months, so you, you've had the chance to really settle in. Well, it's kind of been like your 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 favorite part or the best part of the job so far. So there's uh, two parts to that question. The first kind of joy I found in this role was interacting with the coaches in the program. We have some really awesome youth coaches in Glendale Youth Rugby that have been uh, in this program for a while and in other programs. And it's been really awesome to just kind of float around as the program director and see their style of coaching and, and talk with them and, and just see, um, <laughs> get new ideas about about youth coaching. And then the second part of my answer to that is the the families in this program. I've always been pretty in love with the kids, um, especially I, I coached the under eights for quite a while and they're just awesome. Kids that age tend to really, like they really believe in themselves and their abilities and it's great to be around that. And uh, the parents have, uh, really been amazing since I took over this role, so. That's awesome. Um, and then I know like with anything, right, you go into something with, with a set of expectations, but there's gotta be like some things that maybe have surprised you or, or something that you didn't know. Like, has there been something that, like the biggest surprise of, of your new role? Um, I think. And it's uh, okay, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I know this is kind of a curveball, but just something that surprise popped up. Surprise of the new role. Um, or like, what are the, what's like the biggest thing you've learned maybe is what I'm trying to ask a little bit better. I feel like that probably goes along with the first part of my last answer is, uh, learning to be more of a, uh, kind of a facilitator for my coaches than coaching myself. Yeah. And it, in a way it's kind of still like coaching, but, um, it's a different, it's, I did have a pretty huge uh, learning experience in the fall of learning to deal with different personalities, uh, with, with my coaches, with parents. Yeah. And I think that's going to be an exciting part of the job. Um, but definitely a little stressful at times cause you know, there's, uh, it's a wide range of personalities. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> different and everyone yeah. will always be different <laughs> and how you handled a certain situation maybe once is not necessarily the recipe to handling it again, right? That yes. makes sense. <laughs> and that seems to be a common thing, theme among youth sports, but mm -hmm. um, it's important to, you know, know how to manage all of that. Um, what, I guess, so we're moving into 2023. I already got confused on the podcast <laughs> about what year it was. Um, and, and I'm sure you've got a bunch of things planned already and you have some timelines for things. So can you tell us a little bit about what you kind of have planned for the program moving into the new year? Yeah, definitely. Uh, 
my main goal is a little bit boring. Uh, I no, just tell us. <laughs> I'm interested. I like um, to hear people's like goals and plans and stuff oh, like that. Yeah. Um, so my main goal is kind of just to have things run quite smoothly. Um, I've I've run a few of our programs it, in this role, but I haven't done um, like the spring tri league and like our bigger spring programs quite alone. You know, yeah. like Jamie Burke um, was the was the head program director at that time. So I, yeah, I want things to run smoothly. I want things to be great for our athletes, our coaches, our parents. And then um, really my, my biggest dreams for the program <laughs> have to do with uh, community building. That's one of the most important things to me about rugby. And uh, I think it's really great. One of the unique things about Glendale Youth Rugby is uh, where we're at. So we're at Infinity Park and we're close to a few really awesome rugby programs. So the American Raptors, obviously, uh, <laughs> are based here. And I think it's really great for the kids to see role models in these athletes and, and their coaches and realize that they've got that future. And um, quite a few of our coaches also play high-level rugby. So uh, myself and other of our coaches play for the Colorado Gray Wolves, also kind of based out of the same practice area. Mm -hmm. um, and those are, you know, Colorado Gray Wolves, that's a high-level team. And I think it's really great for our, you know, all of our players to see uh, players and coaches in high-level roles. Mm -hmm. And I just want to build that community there yeah. and that bridge. It's good to, like, see, you know, for, for young girls and boys to see, like, there is other things to do, right? There's something to work for. There's... You can play this game forever, and it's good to have coaches that, you know, embody that, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's an important <laughs> thing to happen. Um, why, why is it good for kids to play rugby? And, like, what advice would you give to, you know, maybe, like, a parent that's listening to this or something? Maybe they're a little apprehensive about letting their kid play rugby like why is it why is it, why would you encourage kids to play rugby <laughs> uh that's a common question especially with rugby being a very you know full contact sport yeah. <laughs> um <clears throat> my answer to that is the the confidence building uh it's really i mean i feel it personally when i started rugby i really grew into myself through rugby mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, the main, the main way being learning a team sport, like learning to be a team player. Um, but also realizing that, uh, kind of every player has something that they're good at, especially yeah. in rugby. And I think that's really important as a kid to realize, like, maybe I'm not as fast as that kid over there, but I'm like, I'm really strong. Like I can yeah. do this. And every player has an important role on the team. And for me, that's the biggest thing is, is uh, kids getting skills that translate over to other parts of life, um, decision-making, and uh, <laughs> just that confidence to, yeah. to know that they can, uh, you know, that they can do right. anything. <laughs> that's good. And I know I like parts of your answer in there, like, because it is truly for everyone. I know people say that a lot, but rugby really is for everybody. And what makes it different is like, you can, you know, maybe if, if a, a, a young boy wants to play football, right? Like there's positions fit to that person's body type, but you only get to do like one thing. You have to specialize in like blocking or whatever. Like this, 
you're right. Okay, maybe maybe a, a kid is more built like a prop, but that kid that prop still gets to run and score and pass and tap. Like you still get to do everything else. You maybe just you do it a little differently, like you said. Maybe you're not the fastest or the strongest, but you can pass the best, and you set up the next person to score, mm-hmm. you know, better than anyone else on the team. And I think that is it's just like a different way. Rugby is a different way to show kids that, you know, there is something for everybody, and your skills are applicable and they matter like in this sport and you know maybe in ways in other sports that don't showcase that the best like there's some of that in basketball you know everybody can score but maybe you don't like being you know a center and being in one spot all the time but you want to do a little bit of everything so I think that's cool and and I'm (laughs) glad that you touched on that Uh, Andy another question I like to ask everybody you know especially rugby people is if you have a favorite rugby memory and I like asking this because it's different for everybody too especially now you've You've played, you know, through high school, college, and now with the Gray Wolves, and now you're into coaching a little bit. Um, so do you have, like, a favorite rugby memory? And you can have a couple. That's okay, too. <laughs> uh, I do. I actually – I don't tend to <laughs> have strong uh, – like super strong rugby memories. I kind of sometimes like black out a little bit during games, Um, which, you know, I just remember that I felt good about it. But I do have a specific memory actually from my senior year of high school. Uh, Like I said, wasn't super athletic, was kind of just there to be there because I was having fun. I, I didn't really feel like I was doing a whole lot on the field, but, you know, my teammates made me feel good. But I remember this, um, my la- I think it was my last game of my senior year of high school. And uh, we were playing against the Sugar Skulls. <laughs> and they, good I name. had quite a, I know, right? <laughs> I had quite a few friends on that team because, like I said, rugby is, you yeah. know, you just know everybody, you're friends with the other team. And I scored my first try uh, ever in playing since I had joined the team. So nice. it had been like probably three and a half years and I scored my first try and everyone on the pitch knew, you know, like they knew it was my first try and my teammates and the the opposing team, the Sugar Skulls, kind of just all like, you know, they were cheering and like huge group hug in the try zone and I'll never forget it because it was... That's awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> That's a good story. I like yeah, that. I like you. asking that one because, again, it's different for everybody. Yeah. That's a good story. So any last question I'll ask you before I let you go? I really appreciate your time. really enjoyed the conversation. Uh, say people want to get involved. Say people want to you know, help out with coaching or they want to sign their kid up. How do they do that? Uh, easiest way to reach me is email. Uh, my email is ahammon at glendale.co.us. Uh, you can find it on the on the youth website, so glendaleyouthrugby.com. Uh, yeah, just reach out. I'm happy to talk on the phone if anyone has questions. Um, there are a few easy programs to join, like shorter programs. We've got our winter indoor program coming up, and that's every Saturday of February. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a great one to join, especially if you've never played, because... It's mainly, there's no contact. You're mainly working on skill work, just trying to stay sharp in the winter. Um, So that's a, that's a great place to start. And, and yeah, if, if anyone has questions, I'd I'd be, I'm always happy to talk rugby. (laughs) Perfect. And then can you kind of take us, sorry, one more before I let you go. Can you just kind of take us through the timeline? So I know you have the the winter and then what do you have in the spring, summer, and then to the fall? Uh, So our spring is pretty packed. So winter indoor, and then we've got a, 
spring after school program for ages five to 14 uh, that rolls into our spring tri league. So that's practices on Mondays and Wednesdays. And then when the tri games start on Saturdays, I believe May 20th, uh, our teams are playing other teams around the Denver area. And then also in the spring, we've got our high school 15s girls select side going. Um, so I'm really excited for that because that program was kind of cut short uh, because of the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel like they've had a, some weird, like they played a couple matches and they just haven't had to get all their work in, which yeah, sucks. Yeah, definitely. So I'm I'm really, yeah, I have I have big goals for that program this year because I, I'd like the specifically the the high school girls in in Colorado to be able to play 15s because we've got some really awesome boys 15s programs but not so much girls and it it is really important to um you know a lot of colleges these days are looking for players who have 15s knowledge so um excited for that and then in the summer we've got our high school girls camp and and then our summer flag and our fall tri-league. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's a full calendar. So, you know, that's good. If you're playing another sport or something, you have – there's a window for you, right? You, there's there's time to play rugby. So, yes. <laughs> Andy, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. I really enjoyed talking to you. Looking forward to seeing what you do with the program. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Glendale Youth Rugby Coordinator Andy Hammond. I really appreciate her taking the time out of her day to come chat with me. Um, and if you're interested, feel make sure you go to GlendaleYouthRugby.com, visit Glendale Youth Rugby social media channels, um, see if there's a program coming up. If you know somebody that wants to get involved in rugby here in the Glendale, Denver, greater Denver metro area, I guess we'll say. Uh, so thanks to Andy for, for coming on and chatting with me. Let's go ahead and move into the required reading portion of the show. Required reading is brought to you by Gilbert Rugby. Gilbert is the official rugby equipment supplier of the American Raptors. Visit WorldRugbyShop.com to grab all of your Gilbert Rugby gear. So this piece is titled USA Legend Todd Clever. Uh, we got outpassioned, and that was really hard to see. This was a piece in Rugby Pass uh, Plus that came out yesterday. I'm sure you saw it making the rounds. Um, but it's it, like, like the title implies it's USA Rugby Legend Todd Clever talking about the disappointment that he has with uh, the USA not making the Rugby World Cup. And it's kind of refreshing to see because that's how I feel like everybody feels. Um, so to hear it come from somebody like Todd, who is an influential person in USA Rugby, um, is kind of nice from a fan perspective, I would imagine. Uh, and I would recommend you check it out because that's that's kind of like the general feeling, right? That's how everybody's feeling. Um, so I'd recommend go checking that out, see what Todd had to say about all that. I will, of course, link the article in the article that houses a podcast as well in the description of this podcast. So if you're looking forward, you can scroll down in the description. Just click. It's right there. Make it nice and easy for you. Uh, that does it for required reading. Let's move into the stat of the week. The stat of the week is presented by Catapult. Catapult is committed to making performance technology available to athletes at all levels, whether it's the biggest teams and organizations in world sport or amateur rugby players. Catapult helps monitor performance like the pros. For more information, visit catapultsports.com. So uh, picking up on my trends as I, I've kind of been doing these last couple of months, um, we're talking stat of the week, we're talking about Christmas. We're talking about holidays. We're talking about Christmas shopping. So I picked out a couple of key stats I found on a on a website, and this this list is titled "Key 2022 American Christmas Spending Stats." So Americans spend approximately one thousand dollars on Christmas gifts each year. I think that sounds about right, according to my bank account. 
I'm not even done yet. You're listening to this on December 15th. I got to hit the, the shopping hard this weekend because I'm running out of time, but I didn't have any money at the beginning of December. So uh, I got to gotta get, get to work once I get paid tomorrow. When you're listening to this show, uh, I'll be Christmas shopping uh, my fingers to the bone. Next stat, 65% of U.S. holiday budgets are assigned to gift purchases. Again, I believe that too. That seems a little low to me, honestly. U.S. holiday sales have grown year over year for over a decade. I wouldn't, I'm not surprised by that either. People keep spending more money and stuff keeps costing more money. 90% of Americans buy gifts for their families. Uh, I wonder what the other 4% of people do. I'm sure there are on here. On my family, we talked about not buying gifts this year and going on a trip. Didn't work out. Wish that was the case because i got to buy a lot of gifts now. Americans spend well over $200 a year on non-gift items, so I would imagine that's like food and beer and decorations maybe, which I think is is probably right also. Uh, Canadians spend roughly twice as much as Americans during the holidays, so that's interesting to me. Um, American Christmas seems to be a big deal, so I'm surprised Canada takes a cake. On average, men spent 10% more than women on holiday purchases. Uh, that's interesting to me as well. Not sure why that's the case. The highest spending Americans over the winter holidays are age 45 to 54. That makes sense. That's right in that parent age when you're trying to make Christmas really special for your kids. Not surprising to me there. The Northeast outspends the South by around $100 per person each year. That's interesting to me, too. Maybe it's because it doesn't really feel like Christmas in the South. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Gift cards are the most popular present to receive. I'm very pro gift card. Um, uh, If you're going to choose between buying me a gift card and Something I probably won't use. I'll take the gift card because I will use it. 43% of Americans begin Christmas shopping before the end of October. That seems way too early. Um, but I guess my uh, my fiance's family, they, they get after it pretty quick. They're ready to go. I think they have most of their shopping done by Black Friday usually. But before the end of October, that seems really early. Uh, more than 57% of Americans shop online during the holidays. That seems way low i feel like that should be up around 80 or 90 that's what i've done this far it's going to be some brick and mortar actually visiting some stores for me this weekend so wish me luck that's some christmas stats for you presented by catapult hopefully you enjoyed all those we'll go ahead and close the show at the loop loops presented by first bank first bank's the official banking partner of infinity park they believe in banking for good doing their best to do right by their customers communities and employees banking for good member fdic uh, please follow along on Twitter at the NVR underscore rugby at Colton Strickler. I don't think we're going to hit my my thousand follower mark by by New Year's, but we're going to try, and it's been growing ever so slowly and slightly. Um, and I appreciate everybody that does follow along, and I appreciate you for listening to the show. So I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I got a couple more story ideas working, and again, once this news drops, I'll have more more content coming out. There'll be plenty to talk about. It'll be awesome. I'm excited for it, um, but we got to get there first. Uh, so that does it for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had a great week. Hope you have a great weekend. Get your Christmas shopping done like me. Catch you all back here next week. Yeah.